Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. Breaking news. Nigerians are beginning to brace up for the fallout of various measures. And fake news. Taking to limit the spread of coronavirus in the country. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you Let me talk. I will, I will let you talk. Can you Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that will, that will allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Today's first hard fact 381. 381. 381 new confirmed COVID 19 cases nationwide yesterday. 183 of those cases are here in Lagos, and these are very big numbers. 381 is the new daily record. It's, it's, uh, it's safe to say that uh, COVID-19 is not going away anytime soon. So please stay safe out there. I know the lockdown has been relaxed. It doesn't mean that COVID-19 is over. Remember, NCDC and PTF have said that if infections keep going up, they may bring the total lockdown back. And you know how difficult it was at that time. So please do all you can. We are all in this together. Stay safe. Mask up. Keep your distance, wash your hands, sanitize your hands and do all you can to preach the gospel of social distancing to everybody you meet. I have a great show for you today. It's Friday. And like Agogo said, we're starting with Global Review. It's a global big three. It's all about the biggest story in the world, COVID-19. Let's talk about the UK government report that says black people are four times more likely to die from COVID-19. In America as well, they've seen higher death rates among black people. So let's talk about that. Then let's talk about the UK government's condition for relaxing the lockdown there. America, meanwhile, is lifting their own lockdown, even though they now have one of the worst outbreaks in the world. And then let's talk about World War II. Today is VE Day, marking the end of war uh, in Europe. So let's talk about the role that Nigeria played in that war. Agaboma. You remember Agaboma? Well, for Igbo people, it's Agaboma. I don't know what Yoruba people called it. You're going to tell me when you call me. And remember that you can answer our Global Big Three questions on Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. That's our Twitter handle. Let's also talk on Facebook where we're streaming this conversation live, Nigeria Info 99.3. As usual, after all of that, after uh, the Global Big Three, we will bring you ideas with our Yobe as well as pop. Square. And then we're going to wrap up the show with music and moments. Ifani and Sam in the studio bringing you a fresh episode. Of course, throughout the show, there's all you need to know happening uh, from sports, entertainment, news, business. But right now, let's get started with Global Review. This, this is Global Review on Hard Facts. Now, on Global Review, we take a look at stories making waves around the world. If COVID-19 is killing more black people abroad, should black people in Nigeria be worried? Are the UK's condition for lifting their lockdown reasonable and should we adopt them here? Did any of your relatives fight in World War II? And why doesn't Nigeria get more credit for its role? Let's get into these stories. Our first story is from the UK. The government released a report yesterday. Black people with COVID-19 are four times more likely to die than white people. So the big question is why? Well, the report has some possible answers. First of all, poverty. They found that people living in poor neighborhoods were more likely to die from covid and you can see why their hospitals will not be as good, for example. And guess what? People living in poor neighborhoods in the UK are more likely to be black or Asian than white. So that's one of the reasons why 
black people are four times more likely to die from COVID-19. The second reason is pre-existing health conditions. So basically, we've seen that COVID-19 is killing people that already have certain conditions like asthma, obesity, diabetes. And guess what? These diseases are very common in black people. And a lot of the time, when poor people have stuff like diabetes or asthma, they are not able to manage them. So the condition is worse than normal. So when COVID-19 can't enter the matter, wahala. Now you bring that to Nigeria and you look at our country and you see that there's a lot of poverty here. There are lots of deprived neighborhoods in Nigeria. And in fact, by UK standards, almost every Nigerian neighborhood is a deprived neighborhood. I'm serious. Even, you know, the island livers and the Bagada livers. Our health system is poor. Now, think about all the people you know in Nigeria that have diabetes or blood sugar problems or asthma or obesity or heart problems. And that brings me to my first question to you. How worried should we be here in Nigeria? If COVID-19 is killing black people in the UK because of poverty and health conditions, shouldn't black people in Nigeria, the poverty capital of the world, be worried? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993. You can also send us a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Tweet at us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Leave us a comment on Facebook, Nigeria Info FM as well. Let's see who's calling us now. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good afternoon. What's your name? Hello. 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 Oh, that's unfortunate. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Oh, what's going on? Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Yes. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? My name is Omaleko. Omaleko. Omaleko, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, welcome. Mm. Um, I want to let you know about something. I call this. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name, sir? Yeah, my name is Ole. 99.3, hello. <laughs> hello. What's your name, sir? Hello? What's going on today? Good afternoon. What's your name? What's your name, sir? Hello. Hello. What's your name? My name is Alhaji Waziri. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I'm up to Sandra. This is Sandra Nigeria Info. If COVID-19 is killing black people in the UK, should we be worried here in Nigeria? We have a reason to worry. We have a reason to worry because the poverty level in Nigeria is so high, which we think uh, is something which the whole black have to talk about, more especially in Nigeria who have high levels of poverty. Mm. And so we have to worry to hold our government to do something before this COVID-19, which we think is killing the blacks or killing Nigeria. The hunger will support it to finish the whole Nigeria. So, if some, if you have a reason to be worried. Mm. Thanks for calling me, Alhaji Waziri. Hello? Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What's your name? 99.3, hello? Hello. What's your name, sir? My name is Anthony. Anthony, welcome to the show. Okay. Uh, the system of uh, this, uh, the way the poverty is doing this uh, country, if we happen to enter this country, the half of country will die because our government do not care for us. That's one thing. 
That's one thing he says. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling me. I don't know what's going on with the phone lines today, but uh, uh, just keep trying and uh, you're going to get in. Now, remember that when people were saying that um, COVID-19, no, they kill black man. Do you remember early, uh, early in the whole COVID-19 outbreak situation, people were saying, ah, you know, they touch black man, black man blood. Remember that I kept telling you that it's too early to say that, right? And now we're seeing that it was a lie. Black people are dying. And then remember those who were saying, oh, heat kills the virus. If it comes to Nigeria, you know if it survives, it cannot handle heat. Now look at Brazil. Look at what's happening in Brazil. Thousands dying. Look at what's happening in, uh, in Iran, in Saudi Arabia. Hot countries. And the virus is beating them up. Look at Saudi Arabia. The virus is spreading. Look at Nigeria. <laughs> so heat doesn't stop it. Black skin doesn't stop it. That means that we don't have any magic protecting us here. And now, if you're wondering why are our cases still low, eh, even if the thing, uh, heat's not a stopper money, they catch African man, but Africa's numbers are not as high yet. Well, first of all, the experts say it was because Nigeria is not very connected to the world. Africa really isn't very connected to the world. Remember, the virus came from abroad through flights. And before the lockdown, Nigeria didn't have a lot of international flights coming in. Now, we think we have a lot of flights, but when you compare us to the European countries or to places like Brazil or Iran or Korea or even South Africa, we don't. We're not connected to the world. And that's why we didn't have a lot of index cases. But now the virus is here. The virus is spreading. We don't really know how far it's gone because we're not testing enough. And even though we're not testing enough, we're already hearing about burials in Kano and Jigawa. So clearly, Nigerians are not immune to dying from this thing. So for those of you who think, oh, this virus is fake, it's not in Nigeria, do you still think so? Do you still think that Nigeria has nothing to worry about? Do you still think heat and blackness will protect us? Or is the new evidence showing you that we may also have a problem here? This report from the UK, is it going to affect the way you live your life, the way you tell your friends, your family members to live their lives? 0700-993-993-993. Tweet us at Nigeria Info FM and send us a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Good evening, Sandra. This is why we should look inwards and develop our own remedy, just as Madagascar has done. Even the whites are also dying in America. Professor Maurice Wu and others developed medicine, but our government has refused. Timothy from uh, Moe. Well, our government hasn't refused. Our government is doing the smart thing. Our government is doing the wise thing. Our government is doing what governments all over the world do, which is, now let me say gov wise governments all over the world do, which is what? Make sure that the medicine anybody is promising is not medicine that will kill you. So what government has done is gather all the people that say I have cure and they have put it towards NAFTAC and they've told NAFTAC, look at this, try it, see if it works. That's how responsible governments behave. Because it's still you people, the same Nigerians that will complain. It's still me that will bring it for you on radio to complain about. When these when this medicine goes out into the public, people start to drink it. People start to die from it. Or their liver starts to shut down. Or their kidneys start to shut down. Or they go blind. Or they become infertile. Or any number of things that could happen from using untested medication. And, and Nigerians start to cry about it. So the, the correct thing to do, the due process thing to do, the diligent thing to do is when somebody says this medicine can do so and so, collect the medicine, test it. And the Nigerian government has done that. They're using NAFTAC to do that. So the rest of us can just wait. What Madagascar is doing is irresponsible. Because WHO has said there's no proof that this thing can actually cure coronavirus. There's no proof of a cure. WHO is saying, don't drink this medicine. There's no proof of a cure. 
So nobody is telling you to not use your, you know, traditional medication and all of that and all of that. But you cannot say that that traditional medicine cures any ailment until every scientist has tested it. There has to be something called peer review. Peer review is where people in that same line of work, in that industry, professionals like the people who uh, said they've administered this medication and it cured that particular disease, can test it without bias, very randomly, and it does what it says it will do. Then we can say, okay, this ampicillin, it cures this. This artesonate, it cures this. This Panadol, it cures this. This medicine from Professor Iwu, it cures this. But until Professor Iwu's medication has been tested, nobody can use it and say, oh, it they cure this thing. So when we have these conversations with our family members and our friends, we need to tell them these things. Good afternoon, Sandra. The relevance of the UK report uh, is based majorly on those with certain illnesses and it's now linked to poor homes that may not afford good health services compared to white nations. While this report might be true, it's also not very correct that all black have tendency to die once they catch COVID-19. Being black does not make us immune to the virus. So let's improve our immune system through natural fruits and keep all government precautions. Let's be careful while out on a daily basis till we find the vaccine to stop this. Alide Cruz in Victoria Island says. All right, Alide Cruz, thanks for sending your message in. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. Uh, worry is understatement. We should be scared because poor Nigerians are very vulnerable to this virus. I cry, oh, Nigeria. <laughs> and then he puts crying emojis for me on WhatsApp. Desmond Inikoyi says. Desmond, thank you for sending your message in. We have another message here. Good afternoon, Sandra. Sandra, uh, would you believe that in Faroe Island, life has returned as the COVID-19 case has been reduced to the barest minimum? 187 confirmed cases, 185 recoveries, zero deaths. If in, if in doubt, Google coronavirus in Faroe Island. How did they do it? I'm wondering which way Nigeria. Gabriel from Ipaja, Lagos. I'm going to Google Faroe Island so that I know exactly what it is you're talking about. Um, good afternoon, Sandra. I'm worried for our people in Nigeria because our Medicare is low. We don't have good facilities in our hospitals. And uh, that's a message from Vincent, Vincent Okereke from Ibafo. Let's try the phone lines again. Maybe they'll behave this time around. Huh? The numbers again, 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hello. sir. What's your name? Uh, yeah, I'm Williams, calling Wh- from Ikoto. Go ahead, Williams. Yes, it's so alarming that uh, even the poor uh, village in the UK, mm. they, are, they are facing the kind of problem. Mm. I want to believe they are even better than Nigeria, so we should be very, very careful. Mm. And one of the... Oh, sorry about that. Okay, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Yeah, Aaron, call from Lake. Yahoo? Aaron, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for calling me. Go ahead. Hello? Oh, what's going on? Hello? 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 Hmm. Hello, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. What's Sam. your name, sir? Baba G. Baba G, welcome. Yeah, what are, we are in Shukudi now. You immediately you resume studio. I didn't hear from Shukudi again. Yes, he has gone back to TV. Okay, that's mm. good. Mm. Uh, quickly, let me talk about uh, the what you just said about you know people are talking about herbs, herbs. And you said something very valid. Mm. You said that uh, before you can be able to take anything herbs. Uh, locally, Agbo, mm-hmm. it must pass through the appropriate quarter, that is Navzak. Mm. Uh, this morning I woke up, when I touched my system, I think the Navzak now agreed uh, to meet with the harbor practitioner mm-hmm. and others mm-hmm. to make sure uh, they verify most of the product so that they can be able to use it. Mm-hmm. I think if we go a long way to understand that uh, before hospital started in Nigeria, I think we should do the search. Our forefathers, they use the herb. And there's something I understand about the Navzak. Uh, there is no machine 
that can verify the properties of herbs. The only thing they register is the safety. That is why any herbal product they register, you will see L after the number. That is listing. And even after, from time to time, they are warning people that most of the herbal product they register and they are clean cannot be verified. That is why most of the harbor product registered by NASDAQ, after listing their claim, they will say that all this claim has not been verified mm. by the Food Administration. So mm. what they confirm is the safety, not the curity. Mm. So if you take it, it will not harm you. But when it comes to the property, cure this, it cure that, NASDAQ don't have business with that. So if they can be able to come up, they have, because we know us Africa, there are things we use. We use dogo yarrow to cure malaria. Is it uh, fever, malaria? We have herbs that can cure typhoid, you know. So I think now that you meet with those people at the end of the day, they can be able to do something. So, so NAFDAQ and the Pharmaceutical Association of Nigeria are working together. The people who will determine whether this thing can cure what it says it will cure are the Pharmaceutical uh, Association of Nigeria. Like you said, NAFDAQ will say, oh, this is safe. But the bottom line is that these organizations have said to these people who are saying, I have herbal cure, come, let's test yes. your herbal cure. That's the most important no. thing. That action no, no, no. should teach Nigerians that it's not just anybody that wakes up and says, I can cure this. You say, okay, give me, let me take the thing that you say you can cure. No, 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 it's not done that way. No, Sandra, you are right. You know, I said it earlier. Mm. You know, we have many enlightened people. You cannot just go to the bush, get some concussion, and you say people should come and drink it. Even if it's going to work, they must test the safety. If you understand what I'm saying, the safety, mm-hmm. not the property, the safety. Is very key. And what you just said, whether UK said the blacks, they are vulnerable or whatever, whatever, I think the Western world will not leave us alone. Let's compare the UK, the Italy, the France, the United States and Africa. I think our lockdown is about five weeks. How many people have died? Africa as a whole. I think the Western world, they should focus themselves, leave Africa alone, leave blacks alone. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you, Baba G, for calling me. All right, then. Remember, I said that uh, the research report they did uh, stating that black people are four times more likely to die from COVID is because, one, black people are poorer than the average uh, uh, white people. And two, black people are more likely to have pre-existing health conditions like asthma, like obesity, like diabetes. And if you add health conditions to poverty, it means they probably cannot afford proper health care or proper diets or proper things to keep up to help their immune system fight things like viruses. And that means when you add COVID-19 to the entire problem, you have a situation where black people are four times as likely to die. That's what the report says. And it's also happening in America. It's not just uh, in the UK. In America, it was found that black people are also more likely to die from coronavirus than white people. Let's talk about some more global stories. We'll stay in the UK for story two. They're thinking about lifting their lockdown, but fear they catch Boris Johnson. Remember, he was so confident that COVID-19 was not a big deal. Do you remember? Remember when he said that he went to a hospital and he shook hands with everybody because skinny big deal. Do you remember? Now, that was before he he caught COVID-19 and ended up in the hospital, ended up in ICU. Boris Johnson is now born again. He's now telling everybody that almost the matter is serious. So Boris is not ready to lift the lockdown. He said the UK must meet five conditions before he lifts it. They must get more hospital bed space. They must have daily death rates go down and stay down. The infection rate must stop. And they must have enough test kits and PPEs. And they must be able to trace contacts across the entire country to stop a second peak. Let's talk about that story. Global Review on Hard Facts. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Global Review, we're taking a look at big stories all over the world and there's no story bigger than COVID-19. Five 
five conditions that the UK has to meet before Boris Johnson lifts their own lockdown. He says they must get more hospital bed space, daily death rates must go down and stay down, the infection rate must stop, they must have enough test kits and PPEs, they must be able to trace contacts across the entire country to stop a second peak. So let's look at how they're trying to meet these conditions. You look at bed space. The UK just freed up over 20,000 hospital beds for COVID-19 only. 20,000. And they still feel they're not ready. How many free beds does Nigeria have in total, by the way? Less than that. And then you look at death rate. The UK thinks that they are passing this test. Death rates are dropping. What about Nigeria? Are our death rates dropping? Because you think about what's killing people in Kano and you think about what's killing people in Jigawa and remember that we don't have confirmed tests. So we cannot even truly say that our death rates are down. How can we say that if we don't know what's killing people? And then you look at infection rates. The UK says... They don't know their infection rate because they're not testing enough people. Is Nigeria testing enough people? The UK is doing one test per 1,000 people per day. Nigeria is doing less than 0.01 tests per 1,000 people. So they're testing 100 times more efficiently than us. And they think they're not testing enough. Is Nigeria testing enough then? And speaking of testing, the fourth condition is test kits. Britain is getting more test kits. Nigeria is running out of test kits. We talked about it this week. Both Lagos and Abuja are running out of reagents and test kits. I have to mention, by the way, that the Africa CDC sent Nigeria a lot of test kits. Uh, I think it was during the week. As for PPEs, we heard from the NMA. They're begging Nigerians to donate because they don't have enough then let's not even get into the into the fifth test because, uh, yeah, we're, we're probably not going to be able to trace the contacts with everybody using public transport and all of that. It, that's probably, nah, we're probably not, let's, let's just not even go there. So again, they must get more hospital bed space. Daily death rates must go down, stay down. Infection rate must drop. They must have enough test kits and PPEs. They must be able to trace contacts across the entire country to stop a second peak. Do you think these conditions for lockdown make sense? 0700-993-993-993. Now that you've heard what the UK is doing before they lift their own lockdown, do you think Nigeria is relaxing our lockdown at the right time? What do you think about uh, uh, the uh, task force, the presidential task force saying if we don't continue to adhere to guidelines, we're going to have to go back into, into, into lockdown? Do you think we've done everything we need to do before relaxing the lockdown? So let me repeat those conditions for the UK again. More hospital bed space. Daily death rates must go down. Infection rates must drop. They must have enough test kits and PPEs. They must be able to trace contacts across the entire country. In Kano, we don't even have confirmed tests saying that the people who have died are dead in Jigawa we don't even know what is killing people but we know that a lot of people are dying so have we done everything we need to do before relaxing the lockdown in Nigeria 0700-993-993-993 hello 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 Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine too. What's your name, sir? My name is David. David, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, What the UK is doing, Mm. our government are not doing it. Okay. They are not bringing up money from government pocket from our budget to do the needful. People donated 
they are, we don't know what they are doing with the money that people donated. Co- countries from abroad donated. We don't know what is happening to all these donations. Hmm. They went to borrow money. We don't know what is happening. They are not buying all the things they're supposed to buy for all these medical staff. Hello? Okay. Uh-huh. Now, if uh, our government is not doing the needful, don't we supposed to think an alternative way of curing? Yesterday, you were saying uh, uh, the church, you don't believe that there's cure in the church. Cure on its problem. Do you believe? Is there cure in the church? Of course, mm. I'm, I'm a living testimony. Okay. From over 30 years now, I've not tested a tablet. I've not visited the hospital. Oh, that's good. Congratulations. And I've been sick. What? Uh, what? I don't know. What? Beg your pardon? You've been sick and you've not gone to the hospital? Of course. I don't I know. Don't use the hospital. I, sorry. If I contact coronavirus now. Mm. It is the church I will go to. Why? First of all, please don't do that because you're going to infect other people there. But why is it the church you will go to and not a hospital? Okay, thank you. You see, people have a wrong perception of what you go to do in the church. Okay. People think it's only you go and worship God in the church. Mm -hmm. No. You go to the church for God to speak to you. That's number one. Okay. And there are two ways that God speaks to us in the church. When we read the Bible and the sermon and we, we are taught with the word of God. Hold on, sir. I want to, I want to, I want to, hold on, sir. I want us to have, um, I want us to, I want to fast forward this conversation. So when you okay. get sick, you don't go to the hospital, you go to the church okay. and you get your healing. Yes. What church do you attend? I attend the Apostolic Church. Okay. Now, how come your, how, how come how come the Apostolic Church hasn't um, tried to heal people who have COVID nineteen? Why you say they should close down? No, they don't need to be open to heal people who um, um, have COVID nineteen. Ah, that's what I'm saying. They don't need to be open for that. Prayer, prayer can work from a distance. Why haven't they prayed for COVID nineteen to go away? Okay, let me let me let me enlighten you the way it works. Okay. You see, uh, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit is the gift of healing, and it's not necessarily that uh, it is the pastor himself that we have it. When we gather, so those who have that gift can pray and the people who, 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 who are sick will be healed. Uh, so the people who have the gift, why haven't they been praying so that the people who are sick will be healed? We've, ha- we've had more than 100 people die. What were they doing and they were letting more than 100 people die, sir? What, what I'm telling you is that I am a te- living testimony. I know. I've been using. I know, and you are pushing before. for us to uh, to adopt healing, you know, church spiritual healing to fight COVID nineteen. Yeah. So far, we have more than three thousand five hundred cases in Nigeria, more than one hundred and people dead. Why hasn't your church gathered all the people that have the spirit of healing, spirit of Holy Spirit's uh, gift of healing, and prayed so that coronavirus will get out of Nigeria? Why hasn't this happened? Isn't that the Christian thing to do? Yes. You see, if you don't carry yourself to the hospital, there's no way a doctor can attend to you. No, they don't need to come to the church. One of the things that Jesus did when he was on earth was go about and heal people where they were sick. Yes. Uh-huh. So why can't when the Jesus people who have this the, gift in your church do the same? established the church with the apostles. Mm-hmm. And I said, how the church will operate. But the apostles also went out to do their own healings. People did not come to the apostles to receive healing. 
do you know that uh, uh, Peter is at the temple's gate? Uh, did, you, did you remember that? Yes, but Peter went ah. there, Abby. Was Peter ah. living in the temple? Peter Peter wasn't living Peter wasn't living in the temple sir somebody was at the temple ill and Peter was going to the temple and healed somebody what I was telling you there that uh, the church was called temple then and temple was existing yes but when government has shut down when government has shut down when government has shut down the country and the bible says respect constituted authority what is the role of the church then that's why we are not opening the church but what i'm telling you is that we can get cure from the church and i am and i'm asking you why haven't we gotten cure from the church yet all right, that conversation's over. Okay, let's talk to somebody else now, shall we? Hello? Hello? Yes, how are you? What's your name? My name is Chidiman. I'm sorry. Am I supposed to say where I'm calling from? Uh, it's, if you want to, it's fine. <laughs> Chidiman, welcome. Okay. So, hi. Um, I was. So I heard a conversation with the last guy. Okay. That was talking about how they're healing in church. Mm-hmm. And you asked um, why people are not getting healed. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> oh my god, this also went about healing people and um, what's the word? And we have over hundred deaths. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I feel like people get things wrong. Jesus went about healing people, yes, but the people he was healing, if you really read the Bible, mm-hmm. are people that actually believe. Okay, so the so the hundred who have died don't believe, therefore they deserve to die. So first of all, we can't conclude on whatever decision God makes. Sometimes God allows things to happen for us to learn certain lessons. Doesn't mean that He's not still there and He's not still hearing people because there are testimonies everywhere of people who actually are, are getting healed. Maybe due to a prayer they said or with that, uh, and, uh, but, but is it fair but is it fair to hinge the well-being of the public on the possible um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for now on the possible uh, presence of faith of a few people it's a public health emergency should we be hinging a public health emergency on whether or not a few people have faith and are right with God and are able to be healed so the thing is, I don't agree with if, if the government is saying we shouldn't go to church physically. Basically, there's probably a reason why um, they're saying we shouldn't go to church because we have to maintain social distancing. But I understand what he's saying from his own perspective. He's saying that he's probably trying to explain that we should all pray because then again, haven't we been praying? Do you think we've not been praying? Do you think churches have not been praying? We've been praying, and there's still coronavirus. Then again, we cannot tell. <laughs> we really can't tell how God's ways are. <laughs> we ask- Chirima, thanks for calling me. Let's go to our final story. I can't believe you people have made me become um, <clears throat> the person that has to have a theological conversation. I think one day I'm going to have a hard facts episode where we just debate theology. But it's VE Day. Victory in Europe Day. Don't forget it's Global Review. And on Global Review, we're not talking about Nigeria as much as we're talking about other parts of the world. Today, in 1945, Germany surrendered ending World War II in Europe. The war continued for a few more months in the Pacific before Japan also surrendered. We don't talk about World War II a lot. And when we do talk about it, it's it's as if World War II happened to somebody else. But remember, Nigerians fought in World War II. My people called it Alabama, the Bomber War. You've heard old people talk about it, right? Uh huh. That's World War II. Our people called it Burma War because the British sent many soldiers, many Nigerian soldiers, to Burma. They were fighting against the Japanese in Burma. In fact, the Japanese were beating the British badly in Burma. So they needed soldiers that could fight in hot tropical weather and inside the bush. So they got soldiers from West Africa from Nigeria, from Ghana, 
our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers, and they went over there and they did an amazing job. Till today, the Japanese still talk about the African fighters they faced in Burma. They show them a lot of respect. Why don't we give our own people the same respect here in Nigeria? I mean, if not for this COVID-19, you would have seen big celebrations in the UK and the US for VE Day. You would have seen parades. They would have brought out all the old men that fought in World War II. They would honor them. When last did you see that happen here in Nigeria? We still have some World War II veterans with us in Nigeria. Why are we not honoring them? 0700-993-993-993. If you know anybody who fought in the Burma War, please give me a call and tell me. Did you meet anybody, anyone in your family who fought in Burma or in anywhere else in World War II? Maybe the person has passed away. Maybe they're alive. Maybe they're not a direct relative, but you know them. Please call me and tell me about them. Has anybody given you gist about Burma War? Call me and tell me about it as well. And also tell me what you think we should be doing to honor our own men who fought and died in the World Wars. 0700-993-993-993. Hello. 99.3. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Yeah, this is Mark. Mark, do you know anybody who fought in World War Two? Yeah, you see, we are different. We have different mentalities with the Europe. Yeah. What I think is that Nigeria, we don't respect our heroes, and uh, we don't have value for people that fought for us. Hmm. Yeah. So you see, when you talk about Nigeria, our own is just to on top and just take whatever power we have to to just like uh, three people she understands okay Hello? okay yeah so I think that's that's another thing and so yeah I just want to like talk on the last uh, topic we don't have time so let me move on to the next person thanks for calling me hello hello Hello. 99.3. Hi, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? I'm fine. This is Remy. Remy, do you know anybody who fought in Burma War? No, 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 no. I don't. Hmm. But I read about it. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about um, the COVID-19. Go ahead. I think I heard you saying um, what the Madagascar government did was irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Right? You said so, right? Mm-hmm. I think it is wrong to say that in the sense that presently they've recorded zero deaths. The G7 and the um, civilized uh, countries recorded more deaths. And for anybody to say they are irresponsible for recording zero deaths, I think that's wrong. No, it's irresponsible to give people Sorry, an untested no. medication. Sorry, hold on. Are we now saying over the years um, there were no clinically tested drugs that later? They later got to realize they had side effects. Yes, and did we, we did, and did we not drag those people who made those medications? In this country, mm. a certain organization came to this country in 1997, administered drugs to Nigerians, mm-hmm. and Nigerians died. Mm-hmm. They were they, they were fined to pay three 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 billion if I could recall. And they paid it. And they paid it. There were there were consequences. So my point is this: mm. um, you don't need to take what Madagascar. I offer in the world. I don't force anybody to take it. Mm-hmm. But it is wrong to say it is irresponsible. It is irresponsible. If they don't test medication and they give it to their citizens to take, it's they irresponsible. They are not forcing And nobody is saying that. But every time you people call, you say, oh, why can't we go and take medication from Madagascar? Why can't we do what Madagascar is doing? Instead of recognizing that your own country is doing the right thing by following due process. Hold on. Are you telling me they just came up with the thing overnight without testing it. You can tell me um, other countries need to verify their results, fine. But you can't tell me they never tested it. If you have to tell me you want to take um, the information of the Westerns, 
over the Madagascar. Fine by you, but you can't tell them or you can't say it is irresponsible as long as they recorded zero deaths. Here in Nigeria, recorded over 100 deaths. Remy, they did not test their medication. They just came out and said they had a cure. Their president drank it on TV and said, everybody take this as the cure for, for COVID-19. That what I read. They tested it before. Tested it on who? On their citizens now. Okay. And before they gave it to citizens to drink, who did they test it on? Sandra, mm? let's not mix things up. No, no, no. You don't mix things up. You have the information, Abby. So tell me the information. Who did they test it on before giving it to citizens to drink? On their citizens, of course. Do you expect them to test it on Nigerians? Why should they test it on citizens before determining that the medication is safe Has to take? Any, any of them. Okay. Has it? Okay. The Germany, the France, the US, they've recorded tests. Okay. Do you want people to wait for the vaccines and people should be dying till then? No one's asking for people to wait for vaccines. You can create your own vaccines. But if you have your own vaccines, you have to test them the right way before administering to human beings. It's the way it is done. The same way they might choose not to tell you that people have died. World organization might determine other countries' fate. But Madagascar could choose to take it in their own hands. And it is working for them. Is it working for them? Is it? Have they recorded any deaths? Have they told you that they, reco- they did not record any deaths? Okay, you want to take the Western information over Madagascar. <laughs> Thanks for calling me, Remy. The labor of our heroes past shall never be in vain. Abi, did our national anthem tell the truth when it said that? Or are we quick to forget what our forefathers did? Because don't forget that that's our final story on today's Global Review. Because uh, that's the... that's. That's the major conversation on this uh, on this story as the rest of the world celebrates uh, victory in Europe Day. I want us to talk about honoring history, about honoring the memories of those who came before us. It's something that the Americans, the Europeans, the Asians seem to do very easily. But here in Africa, we seem to forget very quickly and I want to know why. Our museums are like ghost towns when you go to them. We don't have any uh, uh, museums in Nigeria. Europe and America have so many World War II museums and World War II memorials. Every year, they produce new documentaries about the war. Every year, there are new books about the war. The universities are looking into the lives and the stories of people who lived through the war. They have entire industries dedicated to keeping the memories alive. Why don't we do the same thing here? And how can we start doing it here? Because my people say the best time to uh, plant a tree was 40 years ago. Actually, it's not my people. It's the Chinese people that said that. (laughs) The best time to plant a tree was 40 years ago. The second best time is today. So fine. We haven't been preserving our history. We should have started since 1945. But now that we've woken up, we want to start now. How do we start? What should we be doing right now to preserve our history? Let me make it more direct. If you were the Minister of Culture and Tourism, what aspects of Nigerian history would you be spending money to document and memorize? And memorialize? What aspects? Which parts of our history do you think we need to start writing more books about? Publishing more documentaries about? Publishing a a building museums for? And how would you go about it? Who would you interview? Where would you build the memorials? 0700-993-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We've got a lot of messages on WhatsApp. I'm going to try and take as many as possible. Oh, God. Okay. All right. They're just pouring in. <laughs> okay. So let's start with... Uh, let me take a, choose a random one. Huh. Please, Sandra, don't argue with church people, though. They are brainwashed. Nothing you talk makes them believe you, even when they know the truth themselves. We don't know much about the wars because we don't even do history in our schools. These uh, conditions by the UK government is very obvious that we were not ready, and yet we eased our lockdown. We need to lock down again now. Obi one from Ikorodu says. All right. Uh... Um, let's see. Hmm. 
Okay, no, I'm not going to take that message. It's been analyzed. Sandra, I'm very happy with you today. And that is the role I think all of you should play. That role is educational. Help us educate our people continuously on many issues they claim in their calls, which they may not really understand. It's been analyzed that if the donations our people are talking about are shared to Nigerians, each person will get 500 naira. Okay, uh, let's take another message here. The message is not in yet, so we can't take it yet. Shadrach says that uh, uh, his grandfather fought in World War II and died with nothing to show for it. He says his grandfather was just used and dumped. All right. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. Matthew from Madagri talking about Madagascar. The COVID organics was tested just that it was tested on less than 20 people. Do people who do people who were used as guinea pigs come out to say so? Thank you. Mm. All right. It's not proper to write off Madagascar's organic or any related solutions for COVID. We should ask pertinent questions such as has the organic solution ever cured COVID-19 patients? Uh, well, the, uh, um, the World Health Organization says no, it hasn't. Has it eliminated COVID-19 fatalities in that country? There's no um, proof to say that it has. Are herbs not used for curing the sick in ancient times before scientific testing became known? Yes, they were. Now, which is better, organic solutions saving lives or waiting for scientific testing while lives are being lost? I think you people are mixing the two things together. Now, in all that we have said, nobody has said don't use um uh, what's it called? Don't use um, traditional medication. No one has said that to you. They have just told you that if you're going to use those, don't present them as the cure for any disease until it has been tested and retested and retested. The reason that you can learn about the law of gravity or the law of heat or all the other scientific things you know about is because scientists have gathered together and retested any theory that anybody presents. If you attend any basic university, there are theories you use when you were doing your dissertation, when you were doing your project. You had to hinge that project on certain theories. And those theories exist so that people like you who get to the point where you have to test those theories can come and test them and show how those theories apply to your current problems. That's how science works. Whether it's social science, whether it's, uh, uh, what's it called? It's actual science, applied science, natural science. There are theories at play there. And when it now comes down to things like medicine that human beings have to consume, you have to be extra careful. Anybody that says, I have this thing, it can cure this thing, it has to be subjected to tests and tests and tests again. Then it can be used as a cure for whatever you say it cures. Until then, you are taking it at your own risk. It is the job of the people whose job it is to regulate these things to come out and say, take this medication at your own risk. This medication is not a cure. This medication doesn't do anything for you. It is their job to come out and do that. It's the reason you talk about people like uh, Dora Kunyili. Oh, when she was in Navdak, Navdak was this, Navdak was that. It's because she made sure that people were not getting medication that harmed them. I will stay here and talk to you about this forever and ever. But unfortunately, I'm out of time. So see you on Monday when I am back on Hard Facts. Join me at 3 o'clock. Right now, Ayobe and uh, Agogo Obo and Rotimi Sankare will take over the airwaves while uh, I am online as Sandra Ezekwesele. Let's talk, yeah? S. Ezekwesele on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Let's talk about these issues. I'm, I'm very open to debate you, to engage you. Until Monday at 3, those are your Hard Facts. Hard Facts will be right back.